Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the AFC West Show. We're coming to you live with week nine of the 2015 NFL season. It's November the 4th, 2015. If you want to be part of the show, call in right now at area code 646-668-8837. Or you can send us a tweet at AFC West Show and we'll be monitoring that as well. Tonight, we've got a great show for you tonight, all the recaps of the Week 8 games. And to start off tonight, uh, I'm joined by my co-host, Daryl. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. We had some rain here in San Diego, which is unusual and, and great for our our uh, city. We need it. It's been really dry, as most people have heard. So it's a nice change of the weather. I feel fall in the air. I've had soup and chili this week and things that uh, just don't really fit in when it's 85 90 degrees so I feel a change in the weather and it's football season so we're good how are you doing well you know I was uh, looking for the autumn winds uh, song thinking that that might have been an appropriate start for tonight went with the old standby instead but it certainly is becoming that time of the year where the days are, uh, are getting a little shorter the night's a little chillier, and all around you're seeing signs of fall in the air. It's true, uh, and and it's football time. And so what better subject to talk about than football, and that's what we're all about here with the AFC West show. I can't, can't wait to get started on this week, so let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the NFL. We have uh, – meetings coming up we had town hall meetings uh last last week amongst oakland and and san diego and uh st louis and now we have meetings back in new york coming up shortly for those same teams for the for the cities to present their plans or explain what's going on and and that's interesting It'll, it'll be uh very intriguing to see what comes out of that it's not a very open type of situation so there won't be news media coverage in the meeting we won't get that information but especially living in san diego i know the chargers are very uh, charger fans are very interested in that and of course that's the afc west connection darren what do you think the chargers moving not does their record have anything to do with that anything new updates to share well, if there's one thing that we've seen in San Diego is it takes a winning product to get a new stadium built. That was evident with the uh, the San Diego Padres moving out of the Murph and into a downtown ballpark. But, you know, in all honesty, frankly, this is all that's bad about the NFL. What's going on right here? This is what uh, what, what just uh, makes the NFL and, and people sick of that and, and turn more towards college football. You know, I want to talk about what's good about the NFL, and that is something I saw this past uh, 
contests uh, Sunday night takes place, and the whole weekend in Denver, Colorado, with the uh, with the uh, welcoming Pat Bull into the Ring of Fame and the festivities that went around it. I uh, had some great, uh, great uh, moments with the dedication of its field house there at the uh, facilities. I don't know if you uh, went back and were able to watch the uh, presentation speeches uh, and uh, the presentation of his his uh, name to the Ring of Fame there in Denver. Uh, his, his wife was on hand for that. His kids. There were some kind words said. Some great, uh, great little vignette of former players talking about Mr. B. And that truly is what uh, what is really positive about the NFL and what's good about the NFL. So we have a go from the bad to the good, and I guess that's kind of uh, the way that uh, the football is. Yeah, it was a great, a great um, weekend, and, and I did catch some of those events, listen to some of the radio in Denver, as well as obviously watching the game and just trying to catch up. I uh, even heard Mike, an interview with Mike Shanahan today where he talked a little bit about that, and that was a shining moment in Denver. We'll talk about the game and all, all that went into that, but that was a big weekend honoring the uh, the owner, the best owner in Bronco history, and, and I did a little shout-out uh, to him as well because he means so much to Denver and so much to uh, Bronco fans. It's it's amazing and unfortunately he's he's struggling with alzheimer's and was unable to be at the event and darren i don't i think he's only 71 which is makes it even more um painful this is a guy that participated in triathletes and ironman competitions and was just a warrior and really cared about his his team and the players even after they were gone um a big, big moment in, in Denver, but also a very sad moment in uh, Pat Bowen's life because it just doesn't seem to be able to be there with the team, at least entirely um, focused and and able to communicate. So sad, but yes, you're right. That is what's good about the NFL. And there are other owners like that and other stories like that. So that is good. Where do we go from here? Well, let's talk about uh, one of the uh, growing markets of London where a game was played last week. We saw Kansas City host uh, the Detroit Lions in in uh, London. And, you know, they're one of many games this season that is being played there. And, uh, well, needless to say, I think that uh, the Chiefs were able to uh, to really just uh, take control of this game. They owned the Lions 31-3 to at halftime, 31-10. Uh, to uh, I'm sorry, 45 to uh, to 10 was the final score of that game. You know, with it, we had Shakandrick West uh, rushing for 90 yards, uh, and Jeremy Macklin had a a, a quiet game, but uh, but uh, you know he he kind of got a little bit uh, nicked up in that game. You also then had uh, you had Alex Smith, who uh, who ran for a big rush along with that he threw for 145 yards and two touchdowns so all around a great game for this uh this kansas city chief a game that we uh, both picked for kansas city to win we did and i think you might have given them a little more credit than i did on on that one i think uh we we both picked it and 
if I remember right, looking back, you had uh, the, the Kansas City Chiefs by three, and they did more than the three, and I only had them by two. So, yeah, they 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 righted the ship at least in London. So. Uh, the Union Jack was raised, and I don't know if that continues for much longer, but looking a lot better than what it was. You know, it certainly was. We also uh, talked about the San Diego uh, Chargers traveling to Baltimore. Uh, this game was fairly, uh, fairly competitive, back-and-forth game uh, through the first half, and then uh, in the second half it continued that way. Some bright spots for San Diego. The passing continued to be a uh, – Bright spot, Malcolm Floyd, four receptions, 92 yards, two touchdowns. Joe Flacco only had uh, one touchdown uh, in, in the air, but uh, it was a, a big one. And, uh, you know, uh, all in all, it, uh, it really was quite an interesting game. Steve Smith Sr. went out with a torn Achilles tendon. The uh, Chargers had some injuries as well. We'll talk about those a little later. Uh, most notably, Keenan Allen, though. And, uh, you know, it's the game came down to a final field goal, and uh, sure enough, uh, you had uh, we both had this one right with the Baltimore Ravens winning 29 to 26 on a Justin Tucker 48 uh, yard field goal. Yeah, I was one over and you were a couple short, but we both we kind of saw that coming, and it, it turned out the way it was. So, um, yeah, it, it was a uh, an interesting, interesting game. Uh, neither team could actually get an effective pass rush, and so that was troubling for for both teams. But it was a uh, it, it was a competitive game, and unfortunately, it was marred by a lot of injuries. Darren, I think San Diego at one time had ten or eleven different players that went out of that game uh, due to injury. You know, that is uh, very true, an injury-plagued game. And like I said, we'll talk about the injuries as we get to the team. New York uh, traveled to Oakland. And in this game, you know, I didn't realize that the Jets would be without Ryan Fitzpatrick, that he would get knocked out early on. I did pick the Jets to win this game. You said that the Oakland Raiders were for real. And sure enough, if anything was, Derek Carr was for real. Four touchdowns, 333 yards, uh, Geno Smith. Looked uh, just horrendous in the game early on. When he finally did get things going, he ended up uh, getting injured himself, and uh, and just an all-around ugly game for uh, for this uh, this uh, New York Jets team. But the Raiders looked pretty stellar, per uh, moving their record up to four and three. So they have taken a commanding second place in the AFC West. Yeah, and they are, if you're looking for a team on the upswing, we talked about it last last week. I mean, I, I made no bones about it. I'm, I, I swapped them with uh, San Diego and, and said, hey, San Diego may end up in that, in that Oakland spot, and Oakland is, is moving up. I think I only gave Oakland a chance to win six games on a good season. Well, you know what? They have improved tremendously. That could be – it could be because of uh, – because of uh, Jack Del Rio, but it, it you know it also might be because of of just the, they're picking better players and the players that they've picked in the draft are maturing and Derek Carr is playing great. The defense has some holes, but they're playing better than they have been playing. 
and so it's looking good. Uh, I've got to say, man, if you're an Oakland Raider fan, very exciting time. You know, that it is. They're looking exciting. They had some uh, great uh, scores by Taiwan Jones along with those uh, those uh, passing touchdowns. So, so an exciting game for them. Let's move on to the final game of the week, and that was the Sunday night uh, game of the unbeatens between Green Bay Packers and uh, Denver Broncos. We both picked Denver at this game. Uh, a lot of people questioned our picks. The uh, the stat line was the uh, Green Bay Packers were favored. But, uh, you know, we saw something that uh, the both of us knew uh, if they performed well that uh, the game could swing to the Broncos' favor. And sure enough, a defense came up huge. The offense uh, looked like they were firing on all cylinders as well. 160 yards rushing, 340 yards passing, only allowing Aaron Rodgers a, a measly 77 uh, yards. Uh, through the air, a net of 50 yards. You know, really probably the best game uh, that I have seen a team play this year in the NFL so far. Well, you know, I, I'm sure we don't see all of the games around the NFL, so I, I'm sure there's some, some teams that have really played well in individual games, and maybe they had a, a, a lower-level opponent. But I think what you're saying is, against the number one team in the NFL, the team that everybody was saying, either it was the Patriots or the, or the Green Bay Packers, the Denver Broncos got the Packers at home and they embarrassed the Packers. And that, that, that's, not, that's not putting it lightly. It's 77 yards passing for uh, Andrew or Aaron Rodgers. Amazing. Just no time to have a second or third uh, choice for receivers and they shut down the run that defense is for real and then when you like you said the the, the rushing attack and uh, Peyton Manning's ability to hit the receivers that looked potent and so coupled with the whole weekend celebration in Denver over the owner Pat Mullen going into the ring of, of honor and everything else that was a big weekend Another big game coming up against Indianapolis, and we'll talk about what's going on. But, yes, we got that one right, and uh, if you're a Denver fan, you've got to be feeling good about where they're headed. Final score on that was 29-10 to 10 for those of you that uh, missed the recap. And, you know, uh, a little side note, uh, you know, uh, holding Aaron Rodgers 77 yards, uh, that was quite amazing. Most teams are happy when they hold him to that for a quarter, let alone for a for the whole game. So just, just a great stat for them. And uh, a lot of people Monday morning, we're, uh, we're taking note of the Denver defense and, and beginning to think that maybe they are uh, as good as what, uh, what they appear. Oh, they're for real. There's no doubt about it. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, the, the team. First of all, let's start with this uh, Kansas city chiefs team. That's going to be on a bye this week. Came back from London and, uh, you know they uh, they are mediocre in the uh, in middle of the pack when it comes still to the offensive uh, game. The defense they're starting to get a little bit better uh, overall. They're uh, moving in the right direction. Two big wins uh, leaves them now with uh, the playoff index we spoke about earlier in the season. Thirty percent chance of making the playoffs. Daryl, what do you think about this team? 
Well, they're moving in the right direction, and the you know there's I, I'm, I'm pausing because there's some there's some good things when you have a big injury to your team and you're losing one of your big weapons. It's very difficult to overcome that, and I'm not sure this team is balanced enough to do that. So, um, I'm hoping I'm hoping that they can. But uh, they've got a tough road ahead, and and they're still trailing by three three or four games. I've, I've got to look that back up, but I think it's four games. So uh, we'll see what this week has. I'll talk about the I'll talk about the predictions in a minute. But I'm gonna I'm gonna withhold judgment because I have a few things to say. Maybe in the in the extra time to just shed a little light why I'm so hesitant. All right, well, well, we're there. Let's talk about this uh, San Diego Charger team. The Chargers are first in the passing game, 29th, though, in the rushing game. They've been marred with injuries. We talked about Keenan Allen, you know. He went out with a, uh, a kidney injury, ended up uh, being lacerated. He placed on IR, gone for the season. Brandon Oliver on IR with a foot injury. Uh, then the trade deadline, they made a big move, and they cut Jacoby Jones, who they brought in as a free agent wide receiver. He was going to be uh, receiving and returning kickoffs and punts. He averaged 27 yards on kickoff returns, uh, minus four yards total for uh, for punt returns. And uh, they decided to uh, move to Javante Herndon, who they promoted from the practice squad. Uh, you know, they really are a team that is decimated with injuries. They are, and there's no understanding of how that has happened I've heard people speculate that some of the players are undersized, et cetera. You know, it's hard to say. Teams are struck with injuries. What I will say is when a team is struck with with injuries to key players, you have backups in there that don't play as much time. They are slightly inferior to the starters, depending on how good the starter is. That can be more magnified. So my hunch is that, you get you get uh, backup players in there, and they're trying to play over their ability. Uh, they have a tough time competing at the level, and or they're in for more snaps. It gives a greater chance for injury, and so you're seeing that magnified with, with San Diego right now. And I think the big key with San Diego is that they haven't addressed some of their biggest needs, and, and they, they revamped their offensive line, but they did nothing to the defensive line, and their defense is a Abysmal. If you look at their defense, the 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 offense, it, like you said, throwing their their first. But when you put everything together and their performance because of the the offensive line issues, they're ranking 26th overall for offense, and even worse for defense, 32nd in the NFL. And especially the O line, I mentioned they're they're really struggling, and Melvin Gordon is struggling, obviously. Uh, on the defense, Adai and Reyes, man, they had a bad game last game. So it doesn't look good for, for San Diego. No, and you talked a little bit about those uh, injuries, some that remain out, uh, even though there's no injury report yet. Manti Teo hasn't practiced. Corey Lee, Orlando Franklin, King Dunlap, and Ladarius Green. So, you know, that leaves some big, uh, big questions. And the possibility Mike McCoy could be on the hot seat in San Diego. Yeah, I, you know, 
I can't blame it all on him, but right now things have fallen apart, and he's in the third year of a four-year deal, and they don't usually let coaches go into the fourth year as a lame duck. So that's something to watch. How about we move on? Where do you want to go from here, Darren? Let's move up to Oakland and uh, and uh, just up the coast. You know, uh, the Raiders are running a top ten offense for the first time in years. Derek Carr, he's uh, averaging, or he's at right now, 15 TDs, only three interceptions on the season. Third behind only Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady for the uh, for for passing accuracy. Not to mention an 8.4 yards per pass. Yeah, I mean. It's- People were questioning him, and we have too, but I've also said that that he's playing better than ever, and he is. And so we'll see. I mean, let's give him a stretch run in middle of the season. This is a guy that's playing really well. He's not he's not uh, experiencing the problems his brother had. The His offensive line is giving him time. He has some weapons to throw to. Man, the Raiders are actually playing pretty well, and – you know they feel they're a playoff team right now. If, if we can't, if we just cancel the season, they'd be the number five playoff team, I believe. Uh, some really good things. A de- a defense, they're in the middle of the pack, around fifteenth, which they've moved up from earlier in the season. We were talking about some of their flaws there. The uh, the um, offense is number six overall, and the O line you know, the last game had a little bit of a struggle. They can improve a little bit. I, I the right side especially was was suspect but the defense had a one of their better games um against the jets and so things are pointing up for them they did pick up a wide receiver marcus Thigpen, who's bounced around the nfl he's been in for about nine years and played for almost as many teams we'll see what that does but uh they did they did get another another uh player there to to put on the offense so if you're an Oakland Raider you're feeling the best you've felt in a long time you know and uh, not that they really need another wide receiver just adds a little more depth but Crabtree has really revitalized his career there after after uh, having an off year last year with the 49ers moves over the bay he leads the team in targets receptions receiving TDs and receiving first down so really come up big, allowing Amari Cooper to be the big play man. And, uh, you know, right now the uh, Raiders are looking at uh, 18.6% chance of making the playoffs going to the the, uh, playoff index. But uh, with that, you know, they do have a tougher schedule down the uh, the stretch, which is one reason why they're not uh, projected higher. All right. Moving on, I guess. What can you tell me about Denver? I was just going to say we've got a lot going on in Denver. Um, I, I think the, the game on uh, Sunday night was a huge game. Uh, right now, looking at Denver's offensive, offensively, they're 14th overall when you combine everything. They, their defense, no doubt, number one. And the O-line is performing much better, so it's very solid. There were some trades that went on this week, and Denver was one of the teams that was participating I think they got a steal. They got Vernon Davis and, and really didn't give up much for him, Darren. Uh, how do you feel about getting the tight end from San Francisco, and, and do you think he can contribute? 
You know, it's it's going to be a, an iffy one. I think he does have some possibility to contribute. He's had a little bit of a drop these lately in uh, San Francisco. Now, he was working with Colin Kaepernick, who's a little bit of a scrambler, and that tends to to uh, make things a little more difficult. If he can kind of get his head wrapped around things in Denver and become a, uh, a guy who can catch over the middle like he was able to in 2013, 2014 was not so good for him. But if he can get back to that, I think it's a good one. It just adds some depth there that they need at the uh, tight end position. Along with that, they decided not to make a trade for Joe Thomas. And I want your opinion on both Vernon Davis and Joe Thomas here. Joe Thomas, Cleveland Browns, wanted two, uh, two first-rounders for the, uh, the uh, tackle, the offensive tackle, or uh, one first-rounder and the defensive standout, Shaq Barrett, who's in his second year with Denver. What do you think about that deal? Too much. They wanted too much, and, it, you know, I get the chance to get a left tackle that is an uh, all-pro. Clady may come back. He may be cut. I don't know what the salary implications are on that, but it, it was just too much. If if they wanted just a first-round pick, okay, you do it in a heartbeat. But with everything else going on, I think Denver is going to feel fine with uh, Tyler Columbus and Ryan Harris to try and deal with that. You know, you're always looking to get better. So it would have been a nice thing to, to put him in there, but it also would have been a salary cap issue there. Uh, pushing them close to being oh, actually probably over the salary cap, they would have had to redo a deal. And it was a long shot. But you know what? It says that John Elway, like he said in his statement, we're always listening. We're always trying to get better. And, you know, I think a lot of San Diego fans would have felt better if San Diego made a move or two in uh, in trades before the trade deadline. A lot of San Diego fans are upset that they're they're just staying the status quo. So, as as a, uh, a Bronco fan, you have to be very excited that John Elway is moving towards the Super Bowl and not mortgaging the team either. That's the way that he believes the team can get better, and we'll see what happens. I do think that uh, Vernon Davis will have an impact. He's a darn good blocker, and I think that he didn't, like you said, the scrambling quarterback didn't really help him much. Um, especially when they try to put him in the in the pocket. So we'll see what happens. We're running short on time. I want to move us on. We've got some games going on here uh, this week, and let's talk a little bit about those, Darren. We have Oakland at Pittsburgh, and what, what do you think is going to happen in this game? That Oakland's traveling. Can they sustain what they've done? You know, this is the week where Oakland stumbles a little bit. I think that uh, they are – uh, it's a game that they could win, but it's going to be an early morning game, traveling to the East Coast, traditional issues. Uh, with that, then, the uh, secondary of, uh, of of Oakland is a decent secondary. So I, I think that gives a little bit of an edge to them. Watch for uh, this uh, Pittsburgh team to slow down the passing game of Derek Carr. The other issue, without Le'Veon Bell, Pittsburgh, are they going to be able to uh, still run? Well, they have D'Angelo Williams, who filled in beautifully for him early on, so I don't see too much of a hiccup there. You know, I'm going to take this game uh, and give Pittsburgh a three-point victory. Wow. Well, I'm looking at it a little differently. I'm not sure um, exactly why. I'm trying to figure out why right now. But I see Oakland, is they're on the ascendance. And you mentioned Le'Veon Bell and the struggles that, that – uh, 
that they're having with his loss. I'm going to say that uh, this Oakland defense, you're right, the passing attack is an issue. I do believe, though, that the defensive line of Oakland is stout and will challenge Ben coming back, who's not that mobile and is still recovering from the injury. I'm going to go the other other route, actually, and I'll have and maybe in the overtime I can tell you more. But I'm going to say that Oakland wins this game by three. I'm going to I'm going to go the opposite of you. All right, well, let's talk about Denver at Indy. This game is an afternoon game. It's set up nicely for Denver. So uh, even though it's a little bit of an East Coast trip, Peyton Manning heading back to a team that he's been one and two against since he has left them. You know, uh, boy. I, I just think that uh, there are some issues perhaps with Andrew Luck, uh, maybe some injuries still that he hasn't been able to shake off. Of the wins that they have, the four wins, two of them have been with Matt Hasselbeck. So, you know, I'm going to pick Denver to win this game, and uh, I will give you all my reasoning behind that, but Denver by seven in the aftertime. All right. Well, we'll hold to the aftertime. We have a few more things to talk about. And uh, I know that uh, I'm, I, I know you want to hear my pick, but I'm just going to kind of segue out and say this is a game where Peyton goes back to Indianapolis. And uh, last last year it was a disaster playing Indianapolis in Denver, and also previously playing Indianapolis up there. Can it be different? I don't know. I mean, that's the question. So. I think uh, we'll save it till after the uh, break, and we'll come back, and we'll figure it all out here. Darren, we've got a couple more games here. I, I hate to make our fans just hold off like that and not give them all the, all the goods. So, guys, ladies, hold on for another minute or so. We'll talk about what that is. But the, this is really the drive coming down to the uh, – to the second second half of the season, and, and it's exciting. And all these teams have a lot going on. So hold on. We'll be back. AFC West show, and you can reach us uh, at the AFCWestShow.com. You can also on Twitter hit us up, AFC West Show. And, Darren, I'll see you after the break. with the AFC West Show After Hours. Uh, last time I heard, Daryl was in the middle of telling us why he thinks the Indianapolis Colts are going to beat the uh, Denver Broncos. No, I don't think I said that, actually. You know, this Indianapolis Colts team has a lot of things going on. Uh, Andrew Luck appears to be hurt. He missed a couple of games, not playing very well. Uh, there's an old mantra in, in football that if you're on the field, if you don't leave the field, you're healthy enough to play, and therefore injury shouldn't be part of the equation. You know, obviously, injury does impact a player, and they can play hurt. But this Denver Bronco team, 
coming off, if they can take the inertia from this last weekend and bring it to Indianapolis, seems like the perfect time. They fired their offensive coordinator, and they're kind of an upheaval. The defense is not very good. The offense has been abysmal, and Andrew Luck has not been playing very well. As a matter of fact, he, he's one of the few quarterbacks that is throwing more interceptions than Peyton Manning. So, you know, it, it doesn't bode well for Indianapolis. I respect them, but right now they're in shambles, and, and Pagano may be gone. So I'm I'm going to say that the game will be uh, – actually, I'm going to go a step further, Darren. I'm going to say a 10-point game for Denver. I don't think it will be that close unless Denver forgets everything that they learned last Sunday. All right. Well, there you have it. You know, I just see this game as being one where you are going to be on turf. Uh, I think that Denver's rushing game has started to – to uh, make some inroads, they've uh, gotten better with this offensive line playing together more, and and I just have a hunch we're going to see a Ronnie Hillman able to uh, really uh, make some uh, take advantage of that turf with his speed. So I'm looking forward to watching Ronnie Hillman. I, I think that C.J. Anderson also is starting to come on a little stronger, and with those two uh, items in the defense, I think that uh, we should have a pretty good game, which is why I picked Denver by seven. Last but not least, Chicago traveling to San Diego. Uh, as long as uh, as long as uh, San Diego has enough players to field a team, they are favored by four points. And uh, you know, Chicago is a team that we had said earlier uh, this year with John Fox and Adam Gase. Really, uh, would be lucky to uh, to to win too many uh, more games this whole season, they were mortgaging their players. We talked earlier in the season about Denver picking up a Matt Forte or, or someone else. And, uh, you know, they, they didn't go that direction, but, uh, I, I just don't see Chicago, uh, with the weapons needed, uh, to win this game. They, uh, you know, they're traveling out here. I just think that San Diego is going to look for a rebound game to show that they can play, one of those games that uh, traditionally they do win. I pick San Diego in this game by four. Well, looking for that rebound game, I think San Diego has been doing that for four games now and hasn't found it. So uh, looking at the stats, interestingly enough, I don't know how Chicago travels. That's something I didn't really research well, and if I was in Vegas, I probably should spend more time on that. But what I will tell you is that uh, the offense of the Chicago Bears is right next to the uh, offense of the of the San Diego Chargers. So uh, the the combined offense of the of the uh, Bears and the Chargers they're next to each other. The the big difference that I see is when you look at the defense, there's light and day. The the defense of the Chargers is ranked last in the NFL. And the Chicago Bears around the middle of the pack, uh, maybe the lower middle, but still in that middle of the pack. So uh, I'm going to say, you know, I, I don't know that, that San Diego can, can actually get a healthy team out there. And uh, I don't have much faith that they're playing for anything other than pride. And if that's a team that's moving or if that's the team that I've seen the last four weeks, you know, they, they've given it their best shot, but they are so depleted now without Keenan Allen, without 
without uh, you know, Brandon Oliver is not as big of a piece, but Melvin Gordon hasn't been spectacular. He's kind of been a, a bust up to now. I hate to label him a bust permanently. It's just not worked out so far. I'm gonna I'm gonna just step over and say that Darren, I see Chicago maybe coming out here and winning this by three. I, I take that bet. So I'm gonna go opposite of you and say, hey, I think San Diego piles up uh, loss number five on this week. Well, there you have it. Uh, he's picking this uh, Bears team who's one and two on the road this season against the Chargers team who's two and two at home. So bucking the trend a little bit, but uh, I think that. Uh, Definitely uh, something that uh, you know with a Vegas line of four uh, points for the uh, for the Chargers, I do think that it's a a safe bet overall for you to take. You know, uh, I I I would take that. And by the way, the Vegas odds against odds against Denver were wrong, and there's been quite a few others there. It's been an interesting year. Uh, it's a shame that that's the Monday night game. I'm guessing a lot of the nation won't be tuning into that unless you're a Charger or a Bear fan because when these teams have the winning records that they do, just not very interesting. So, um, you know, well, they've already flexed, year where some... uh, they've already flexed the chart. They've already flexed the Chargers out of the Sunday night game with, uh, Kansas City, and I know a lot of people are probably wishing they could flex the uh, the Monday night game as well. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the thing. We're going to get into a, a time here where there's some games that are just dogs because of the records, and it is what it is. But there's some exciting stories, and I'm I'm really uh, just happy to see what is happening here, and. Uh, Man, do you realize we're only a couple of weeks away from Thanksgiving? Can you believe that? That is correct. We are uh, getting closer and closer. Well, we're well. About I'll, out be, of time. I'll be talking about. The, I'll be talking with you about the turkey in a little bit. But you're right. We are out of time. So, Darren, I'm going to let you send us out. For the AFC West show, this is Daryl and the co-host Darren. We're here to say. Good night. Have a great sports weekend. We look forward to talking with you on the other side of these three games.